Hey, welcome to Spartan Up Podcast. We are your grit and resiliency partners. We're here every Tuesday to rip you off the couch and send you out there to tackle the world. And other days of the week, we have experts come on with quick tips, tricks, teach you how to be bigger, faster, stronger, better. And who are we? Well, who are we? I've got my good friend Joe DeSena, CEO and founder of Spartan Race beside me. i got Dr. Johnny, the one Johnny talking. Johnny Uh Sefer's not with us right now on camera, but what we do have from our world championships in Tahoe a little while back uh, at the ATP World Media Fest, uh, Tim Nye, Colonel Tim Nye, interviewed Anthony Trucks. So Tony Trucks, ex-NFL football player, incredible guy. So incredible. In fact, we've had him here before. Yeah. And, and he comes from, uh, I can't even describe uh, where he came from in his life. So wherever you are, when you hear this, you're going to reset uh, what you think tough is. Yeah. His name should be Anthony Tough. Anthony Tough <laughs> Trucks, yeah. But what does he do? He, he helps you what? Well, that's what I love about this is the program he's developed that he explains in this, he very quickly identifies the gap between where you are and where you want to be and shows you how to close that quickly and deliberately. Really, really powerful stuff. So Stay till the end because at the end we're going to come back and we're going we're gonna to highlight those nuggets that you should take away to apply your own life. Welcome to Spartan Up Podcast. This episode is recorded at the Spartan Media Fest and is brought to you by ATP Science. Today, I've got the honor of introducing to you Anthony or Tony or Trucks, Anthony Trucks, former NFL and college football player, but much more than that, a motivational speaker. And uh, well, anyway, he's going to tell you all about that. For those of you listening, if you don't know my voice, I am a retired Army Colonel Tim Nye. And uh, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to this interview. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. All right, well, we had a little chance to talk off air a little bit. And uh, you did do an interview previously with Joe uh, DeSanna. I did, yeah. Uh, our founder and CEO. And Marion, yeah. And Marion. Marion was there. She's always there. Yeah. Uh, accompanying, us, accompanying us on this interview is our Spartan tea. Yeah. So we, we both have a, a we cup of Spartan tea. Um, we are here in beautiful Squaw Valley. It got a little chilly last night. I had my window open like I like to. But apparently I got a little sniffle, so uh, the tea is really going to be quite helpful. All right, so I don't want to go over too much, but I do want the audience that's just tuning in for yeah. the first time to learn a little bit about you. Uh, tell me about your background, because I know that's yeah. important to your to your story. Yeah, I mean, it's important to uh, for sure to me, and I think the people listening, you, know, you want to know why you're listening to this guy, right? Right. Uh, I, I was given away into foster care at three years old. Um, went through a lot of craziness for six, pretty much up till six years old, bouncing around from home to home and beaten, starved, tortured, a lot of weird stuff. Uh, six years old, I landed in the family that is my family to this day. Unique thing, I'm the only black person in an all-white family. My sister married a black guy, so I have another brother. Okay. It's a brother. All right. <laughs> uh, so I had a lot of like weird identity issues growing up. I eventually got a chance to play football. When I turned 14, I got adopted. So it's the first time I knew, like, hey, this is where I'm going to go to bed tonight, the same house I woke up. Now, in. were you adopted by a family that picked yeah. you up at six? Okay. Same family, right, yeah. Same. So uh, it's my, it's, if you see pictures of us, it's like, that guy in the corner, like, yeah, that's <laughs> part of it. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, I got to play football, and it gave me a chance to have some self-worth. I uh, was really bad at it at first and then got better, uh, so much so that I got a scholarship to play football at the University of Oregon, so I'm a duck. Okay. Uh, had my son at 20 years old, my high school sweetheart, met my biological dad at 21 on my first collegiate start on national TV. I got a game ball. Like, it was a really cool little moment. Wow. Um, you know, fast forward a few years, graduate college, get a chance to play in the NFL, play for the Bucks, Redskins, Steelers. NFL stands for not for long. So uh, I was in, I was out, yeah. tore my shoulder, came home, opened a gym. Uh, and after this gym, kind of like it was trying to like me trying to find out how to navigate this new identity crisis. You know, it's where do I fit, who am I? And, and for me, it was like trying to dig into this thing to rebuild my self worth. And in doing so, 
Uh, I unfortunately, like, I damaged my relationship. You know, I damaged a fatherhood. I wasn't in great shape. And so I went all through this craziness. Uh, and about the time that uh, I was going through this, my, my marriage fell apart. So I'm, like, trying to figure out who I am. My mom passed away. And I'm really just floating. And uh, I start to get to this anchor point of, like, I think there's something more to me than just running this gym, being a former football guy, you know. And so I kind of happened yeah, across that, this. That, that's easy. It's, yeah, you can just it's do it easy. without thinking. You just, right, that's your wheelhouse. Yeah, and and yeah. so I guess the time that the last podcast was like ending, I was at this stage where I was kind of newer into this realm. Company was called Trust Your Hustle. It's since changed names, um, but yeah, that's kind of the update of of my crazy life. That really, at the end of the day, for me is now purposed on um, helping other people navigate these different shifts that they've experienced or are still experiencing that I've been able to go through. Yeah, but it's quite impressive where you can. You know, where you're at now from where you began, obviously, and it, that journey is really important. And the show's not about me, but I'll give you a quick. Um, so my mother was an orphan uh, and wasn't uh, she was adopted like when she was 13 or 14 years old to watch the family's child to basically be a babysitter. So that that family, she only hung around a couple of years and was out. And my father never knew his father. I, I know that that's a real struggle to do that. Um, all right, so you're now, what are you doing now? Tell me about your, your organization. Yeah, so the organization is called Identity Shift. Help right. people make success their second nature. Okay. And a lot of it boils back to, like you're talking about, uh, we're operating you know, new hardware that we wake up with every day. It's just going to the future. However, a lot of us are playing you know, this, this game of life with programming from the past. And we haven't updated what's called the operating software. So okay. we get like, you know, computers like to get that sure, spinning right, wheel of death. Right, yeah. Like a lot of us are stuck in that spinning wheel of death. Right. And so uh, for me, the work I do is help people um, figure out who they want to be based on where they're at and how to close what I call an identity gap. The gap between who I am and what I have and what I'm accomplishing and who I want to be that has what it is that I have. So my work is, is really unpacking a lot of programming from the past and things that's going on. How do I you know, help them shift their identity? It's called identity shift. To where they're not a person who's here trying to do that, but like I'm the person that does that. To where it just becomes second nature. But it's hard, right? Because most people, their identity yeah. is is what gives them whatever self worth they have, right? It they, is. They see themselves as this, mm-hmm. and it's interesting, you know. If you go out, your your family may see you as this. Yeah. Your friends may see you as something slightly different. Mm-hmm. Your enemies, whoever they may be, see certainly you certainly see something else, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody looks at somebody from a, a, a slightly different perspective. They do. And then that person, you know, you have to, like, who are you? And it's interesting when you talk, how many people want to talk about either their college or their high school or military background, what they were, yeah, uh, who they were. Yeah. And so to kind of, uh, I know within a military, uh, one of our problems we're having with the suicides and the rest of it is, is the transition mm-hmm. uh, yeah. from, from, okay, this was your identity, this is yeah. what you put your, your peg in in the mm-hmm. ground, and now... You know, that peg's been ripped out, and yep. you have to move on. Crisis. You have to move on, so it's, it's really tough. So t- tell me how, how you go about helping these people. Yeah, so um, for me, the biggest thing is uh, it's not like here's my story inspired and motivate you to go do something because you only go as far as you know, right? I can be right. motivated to go right now. So for me, a lot of my work is based on understanding, like, psychology and neuroscience and how our brains work and, you know, neuroplasticity and how it can change because you're talking about an identity which is really based on what's called, um, like, your, your, your DMN. It's like a specific part of your brain that it's like the default mode network that really is your identity. When you can reshape that, you can kind of become a new person. However, it happens through actions. And so the three stages I work people through is see, shift, sustain. See, shift, sustain. See, shift, sustain. It's called the shift schematic, I call it. And really what it is is what you're talking about. It's like I see this problem. 
but most people see a problem. It's like, I don't want to work on that problem. Like, right. I know yeah. it's an issue. Like, ah, it's too well, hard. They're content. Like you said, it's who I am. Right. And the problem is who you are has what you have, but also doesn't have what you want. And so for me, it's like going in and say, okay, what is the real reason you're where you're at? And we unpack it. There's, there's 10 different spaces we look at called your roots and fruits. Um, once I figure those out, I can find the gaps. Once I find the gaps, now we start looking at Now that you know what this is, you, you can get unstuck. Like, where do you want to go? Like, what we're doing right now is one crazy guy's identity that, had, that dreams at full speed, I call it. Like, he has this idea. We're going to make it happen. I'm not going to put roadblocks of, like, well, I don't have the time or the money or their energy. Like, so a lot of us, we have these dreams, but they get stuck because we put speed bumps in the way or roadblocks. Well, well, they have dreams, but do they have – it's important to have the goal. Yeah. The why. And, and, and then the plan. Yeah. And then execute the plan. That's the next part of it. Right, because if you've just got the goal mm-hmm. and you don't have a way to get there. That's the shift. It's really just, it's really just dreaming. Yeah, yeah. You're, talking, right? you're, you're ahead of me. I like it. Okay. You're a smart man. <laughs> the shift is the next part, okay. right? The shift has three stages. Well, let, let me just stop you really quickly. Okay, though, go ahead. Yeah. Because you, 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 when you're speaking, you said I'm smart, but you're obviously very, uh, very well educated. What is your background in your degree in? Oh, my degrees. Because when yeah. you start talking about the brain stuff, brain stuff and st- <laughs> that's not your average, not your no. average NFL guy. It's not your average guy, period. No, and, and so the biggest thing was I realized I didn't want to be a dumb jock. So when I was in college, my degree's in kinesiology, biology, right. anatomy, human physiology. Right. So I already have like that's a pretty impressive. Yeah, press into knowing the body. After the fact, however, I, I actually have like a bunch of textbooks at my house. So I buy textbooks that colleges would wouldn't honestly just you go so through class self, with self educated in this space. But at the same time, I'm not going to go teach a college class. I took everything and like my big thing is trying to take it to the the average person who doesn't want to be in college anymore. Like they're living life right and make it simplified to where they can do it on a daily basis. Well, that's always important though to be able to take. You know, you're a true expert when you can take a hard subject mm-hmm. and and make it understandable for the average person exactly all right listen we're gonna we're gonna go continue this uh-huh. but we're gonna take a quick break uh-huh. we're gonna go outside burpees? i know joe loves to do the burpees hey, we'll get it uh, done. i probably love them less so uh, <laughs> maybe we'll go out and sip some tea all right. and, and come back in and then we're gonna talk about just some more stuff all right all right, all right out of here and we're back yes we are all right so when we left we were talking about the the first part of your three-part phrase yeah uh c and we i kind of interrupted you on the shift. Hey, so, gladly. So let's shift to the shift. Ah, see, look at that catchy. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, this, well, man. I'm trying to so, keep uh, So the shift is uh, the part where the work gets done. And there's three stages. You're going to love this because you're a military guy. It's design, develop, deploy. Perfect. So now Perfect. that you've got this clear picture of like, this is why I'm where I'm at. I'm, I've, I've got a little bit of weight off. I have clarity. And I know where I want to go. Like you said, there's a goal and a why and a dream. Right. Now we got to put something in place to not only get that achieved, but to achieve the goal of that being you who does that. And so the first part is we design what's called an ideal identity. Like, based on the gaps, what identity doesn't have those gaps? Like, how do I operate? Do I eat right? Do I train right? Do I think, uh, you know, a certain things about the world? Like, what I want to be. Then from there, I actually develop a plan to put it into the world. Because if I have no plan, I'm going to go out there and wander around and be like right. lost, right? Right, right. Then we deploy, which means I do the actions. I put it in place. And then when you get back from a, a mission, what happens? you got to do the feedback. The, the debrief, ap- yeah. What we call the AR, the after-action review. There you go. I, I call it debrief. You're better than uh, me. All right, I'm well, debrief, but it could take the AR. It's more for simple people like myself. They weren't military guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the point of debriefing. And, and in those moments when you should do the work of redesigning, because most people say, well, I learned this, and they get scared, and they tuck away and never try it again. Yeah. But, like, that's the moment when you got all the fresh information so we come back i unpack it now i design redevelop redeploy and that's how you actually over time create the shift all right now let me ask you about your debrief slash ar yeah how 
How brutal is that? Oh, it's hard, man. It, by by design. Well, because you think about it, you just poured your heart out into making this program and plan you thought was going to be perfect, and then it wasn't. Right. And the thing is, we want this plan to be perfect. However, the perfection comes along the way. Like you have to perfect the process as you go through the process, right? And so a lot of us, we get to that point of like having to sit back and say, man, do I really want to be subjected to that kind of pain again? And if you want to grow, yes, you have to. Yeah. Like that's the nature of it. Well, I think as an athlete, you'll appreciate this. And it's even if you ever watch uh, Dancing with the Stars or whatever, or any of those shows where they give the feedback. Yeah. The athletes, whenever they're doing it, or even a lot of the other professionals, they're prepared for the harshness. Yeah. yeah. It just seems to roll right off them, right? Mm-hmm. My first really professional AAR that I was part of. Um, when I was in the military, when I was in the Rangers, we started, and, and, and within a minute, the guy running it, the colonel running it, kind of clapped his hand and said, stop, what is this? Hmm. said, I, I don't really give a shit what you think you did right. We're here to bloody up each other's nose <laughs> and tell each other what we got wrong yeah. so that we can get it fixed. Yeah. If you did it right, it's right. Yeah. Tell me what you screwed up. That's yeah. what we're fixing here. We're not, we're not yeah. fixing right. I, I agree. You know, so it was like, get some thick skin and let's get moving. And that's how you become better. If you think about it, if you can't handle feedback, you can't handle feedback from the world. Right, because so it's going to come at you. Oh, 100%. And for me, like, like you said, sports helps me. And I called it love. Like People call it tough love. Right. I think it's real love, right? Because yeah. real love, oh, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, when you have like this love, if you want to call it that, what, what we feel is like it's got to be always amazing and grateful. And, right? But the truth of it is like when I really have like my wife who loves me, wants to help the marriage be better, she'll tell me the things that I need to hear. Yes. Not what yeah. I want to hear. And right. we, we hear that. We call it tough love. But like that's real love. Like I love you enough to tell you what you need to hear so you yeah. are actually better. Yeah. That's the only way it works. Well, so, and, yeah. and, you've, and you've got to have that relationship. Oh, yeah. I mean. Uh, Specific people. I mean, right. Yeah. She may be able to tell you something, but some stranger walking yeah. off the street. No, no, no. you got to respect them. I think that's one thing people fail to grasp is they want feedback from people they don't respect. Like, yeah. you just want to hear what they say because maybe they have clout or whatever it may be. It's like, you might yeah. like them, but I need yeah. people like, I got good close friends that have no problem tearing to me, and I let them do it. I don't, yeah. I don't put my ego wall up and say, no, no, I did this. Like, it really, like, if I am generally committed to being better, I have to accept that coming, like, what comes with being better is the pain of knowing what you just, like you said, you did wrong. Well, it's funny. My, my best friend, a guy I grew, I met in sixth grade, uh, we lived in basically almost a row home. So right next door. Yeah. Uh, we talk every day of my life. We couldn't be more different. Yeah. I mean, he is as far left as a human can be. And I am well on the right hand spectrum hmm. and we disagree about everything, but I really, I think of him as my conscience, yeah. right? Because, <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. Uh, well, I may have to look into that. Yeah. Well, I maybe, I, maybe, maybe I could change my mind on that, right? Mm-hmm. But, so, and, but the social media part of this, people just pounding on each other. Yeah. That's really not what we're talking about. We're talking about positive. The people in your positive life. Positive reinforcement as yeah. well. It can be negative words, but it's positive movement. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I don't even know if I call it negative words. I, th- I think sometimes we always coin, you know, this negativity of something you don't like. It doesn't yeah. like it. Doesn't mean it's negative. Yeah, and, like and, and if you don't like what, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's just the it, truth. It, right, it's irrelevant if you like it or dislike yeah. it. This is this is what's being this is what's being analyzed. Yeah, here's here's the answer. Yeah. Take it or don't. And, take it. And truthfully, in the process of what I do, we typically handle this in the first stage because when we go down and break down those ten areas, it's a lot of like real transparent. Like I got to own up to aspects. Like after the podcast, in fact, like I got back together with my wife. Before that, like I went through this crazy divorce, she had an affair, all her fault, and it was like a lot of growth that took place. But I had to step back and see what I didn't want to see, and like take ownership and like, yeah. hey, aunt, you were a crappy husband. 
she didn't try to hurt you. She just tried to get her herself fulfilled. Right. Like yeah. so I was like, man, ugh, I had to eat that, you know. And so like when we were able to fix it, we were able to fix it because I did shift. I designed like I want Anthony to be this kind of guy, this kind of husband. I want to actually go and develop what that looks like. What are the actions? I'm being present as a dad. I'm being I'm being graceful to her as my ex-wife, who's also being angry at me at times, right? But then I put it out and like I deploy it and she fires back and it's like, oh, okay, I got to go back. What can I say? And like the process was lived through to where now like I believe I'm a great husband and we have a great marriage, right? But that was one stage of multiple areas of people's lives and they all intertwine to make who you are. Yeah, and, and she must obviously love you to give you the opportunity to change. Yeah, and to come back and, to, too, yeah. and to accept that change, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's an everyday process. I mean, because plenty of times, you know, say, okay, you changed, but I'm not forgiving you from past, and yeah. I'm, I'm going this direction. Yeah, we meet, I mean, the funniest way I say it is uh, she did her own work, too. She did the exact same process without my help. It's just part of, that's just how humanity works, right? But what's cool is, like, we met later on, and the best way I can explain is I got to meet somebody new that I've known for, like, 18 years. Ah, it's, like, yeah, a yeah, whole right. new, and right, so. Right, you in a different light, kind yeah. of different light angle whatever yeah right. it's a different personality the, the thoughts actions beliefs are different and that's what creates what you create without having to think about it yeah. like that's the i think a lot of us are trying to think about it. it's hard to keep in mind who you're trying to be but if you just make it your natural like it's just what you flow like now success happens on autopilot and, and it's, it's yeah, not effortless it's just easier right mentally. But, but as you as you grow as well and, and you'll know this because you're a public persona when you become when you have you're in a position uh, public position or position of leadership, it's kind of easy. It's e I think it's easier to stay the person you're oh, trying is. to be because there's a lot of people around you uh, making sure you don't misstep. And I, I, be the responsibility of being the role model, yeah, it makes it almost easier to stay in that in that lane. Yeah, because you got that personality got you there. That yeah, identity and, got and you, you there. Know, and you know, if you stray, you're letting others down. It's, yeah. It's the responsibility of either fatherhood or, or, or being a yeah. husband or, or being the leader of team, organization, yeah. whatever. Right? Which is exactly why I, I named it Shift instead of Change. I think we're ready to go to the third set. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I am. So the last part of the, of the process after Shift is Sustain. Okay. So if you think about uh, we talked about the programming, the software, right? There's always new technology. There's always new hardware. However, operating software has got to be kept up. And so the goal for Sustain is to drive, hive, and thrive. So the drive part is to make sure I'm still staying the course, right? Still doing the same work. Because if not, you can slide back to your old ways. Like right, if absolutely. People try things, they slide. But right. So what do I do? What did I do to get up here that I continue to keep on doing? And where am I directing this new vehicle, right? Where am I, my life? Where am I going? And so for me, it's a matter of like having a clear picture of like I'm staying the course and setting new goals, new aspirations, going back and checking my new gaps. Because the gap that you had is closed for where you're at. But maybe there's somewhere else you want to go. You've realized there's a new gap, right? So that's the drive portion. And then what I've realized, this is in my own life, and I know you know this, like with the military aspect, the hive, the group, the right. community, the people. And a lot of this work does get done by ourselves in some aspects with maybe one-on-one -on -one coach. But like I, when my life is surrounded by great human beings and I, and I, I try to have a hive, it's not close to me, but like digitally, like I can aspire to great things because I think we rise to the expectations of our peer groups. Absolutely. And so if I have a peer group that's at a higher level and I'm in a different hive, I complete more. It's just what it is. And the no, last part of it is thriving. Like I want to thrive in life, physical, mental health, um, what I give back. Really big on service at that point because if you've done your life right, if you lived a life right to a certain point, you have great success. What I've found is that at a certain level, like the only way I get that next tier of like happiness is to help other people. Absolutely. I've had the success. I feel good. Like how do I get that next joy? It's like, man, seeing him win, seeing her win. Right. So that thrive portion is how am I thriving and helping the world thrive. 
Yeah. No, I listen. I, I am right there with you. And the, and I, I, I would ask you on on the football teams that you were on, or any of the teams, I guess. You kind of know organizationally. Yeah. Those that have the winning mm-hmm. culture. Uh, I mean, I can think of some teams right now in the NFL that just don't. That was just awesome. don't have it. Uh, I think in the military there are elite units that set a bar. Yeah. Here is the standard. You don't make the standard, you don't get in. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, okay, we're all in. We're all doing well. Six months later, that standard just got – It goes it, up. It goes up. And yeah. it continually goes up to where, you know, 80% of the group or whatever – can can maintain or get over it. Yeah. And then you just keep trying to rise it up, right? Everybody I mean, raises. Yeah, you have to. So I think it's always – and Joe DeSena talks about all the time that you are the product of your five closest friends. 100%. You know, so if, you're, if your five friends are alcoholics, yeah. chances are you met them You'll be the best alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's very, very important to surround yourself with excellence. Uh-huh. And, and, and within that, then people you can, you can look up to. It's, for me, it's always more important to be – the guy trying to keep up with the group. Yeah, you know, 100%. I, I, I like, yes. I don't mind being the dumbest, slowest, whatever, as long as I'm trying to keep up. Yeah. Because that, I, then I know, hey, these people around me are, are, are really sharp. And yeah. They, they know what's going on. That's where I'm at now, man. I think people are scared. So when I say get a new friend group or something, people yeah. think, like, where do I find them? But they're not going to accept me. Yeah. But that's the thing is you got to go find them uncomfortably because you're going to have that thing of discomfort while you try to climb to the top of the group. Yeah, I, I have two sisters and my one sister would ask my other sister about dating i mean and this is where they're they're adults mm-hmm. and well where do you find these men and everything and, and and i so wanted to say i hope they're not listening well they're not in the prisons <laughs> we're, we're, i mean because the last two you were are dated that, that's where they came from and i think what you're saying is that people are, this is the truth i think the evil we know is better than the evil we don't yeah. Like, I know this evil. I know this. Dif- I, like, I'm addicted to that struggle. And so there's a weird comfort in the dysfunction. But some people like, don't realize, like, you don't need to have dysfunction. Find comfort without any of that. Right. And then there's not always evil in the world. Like, there's another tier. And I also know, like, when it comes to relationships, that a lot of people, like, the, the partner you choose is a barometer for how you hold your self-worth. Like, if I feel like I'm a powerful, strong person, I'm not going to be with a, a weak-minded, you know, not-so-great human. So when you start looking at the person that you're with, like, you're looking at yourself in the mirror a little bit. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting. We were talking the other day about this, too. Again, background mostly in special operations in the military. And it's always amazing to me that that is 90% men. But when you meet their wives or significant others, they are almost always very successful, yeah. very fit, very athletic, yeah. all of these things. Why? Because that's who... You know, a, a successful man, a guy challenging himself. Yeah. That's the mate he's looking for. Exactly. Right? He's not looking for somebody who wants to sit and eat bonbons all day. Exactly. On the couch. He wants somebody, he wants a partner. He wants yep. somebody he can keep up with, uh-huh. somebody he can challenge him or push him. Yeah. I think it's uh, also you know? part of our identity to have that. It's, yeah. It's absolutely. Whoever your partner is, it's part of who you are. Uh, absolutely. And the third part of that, uh, you're talking about the, the basically thriving. giving back, thriving, mm-hmm. the benevolence of it. Again, I'll tell you a quick story. In the military, you can tell an organization. Uh, again, when a young soldier says to his commander, "Hey, I like it here, but I want to go try out for the Green Berets. I want to go. I want to go be a SEAL or whatever." Yeah. There are really two types of leaders: those that say, "Great, we're going to support you," and then you're going to you're going to represent us. Mm-hmm. If your success is our success as an organization, yeah, those are great leaders. Mm-hmm. You got the other guys that say, "Well, you're a traitor. You want to leave another team. You want to go to them. Mm-hmm. You don't like it here." You're, no, you can't push me where I want to go. You can't, yeah. you know. 
and so they hold you back. Yeah. And they actually kind of kick you out the door in the military. You actually get a written report. Oh, wow. They're always bad. Huh. Even though you're the best guy around, yeah. <laughs> they're going to on a piece of paper. Most people get it, know exactly what it was about, and throw it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's not that important, but the guy feels the need to kick you on the way out yeah. because he feels that you leaving and, and trying to push yourself harder somehow is a reflection of how they are. How they are. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's not really true. It's just interesting because in my head is like you want people to be the best versions of themselves. So when they're trying to do that, why are they kicked down? Well, because maybe maybe the guy knows you are the best guy. I've got on my team. Yeah. Uh, whatever that team is, yeah. why, why do you want to go somewhere else? I get it. That makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of my – I apply that to football and sports. Like, you right. know, my guy wants to leave my team. But I'm the same way. Like, I want my guy to do well because he's a part of the team. He's not the team, right? It's, right? Like, it's like the coaching tree kind yeah. of thing. Like, where did that guy come from? Oh, he was trained by that guy. He mm-hmm. was trained by that guy. Yeah, it's all trickles you know? back, man. Yeah, it's it it's all, all tides rise. All right. It should be. So, so – I, we've kind of, I think, typically, and I, I know when you did this with Joe, he'll ask you to three points. Yeah. I think your whole plan is broken down into threes with subsets of threes. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> just just give us the three again, and I think that's I think that's good. Yeah. So it's uh it's C shift sustain. Okay. It's accept, dissect, discover, which is in the C phase. You have to okay. accept what the issue is, dissect what the problem is, discover where you want to go, create a good vision and good goal. Your why. The next one's going to be uh, shift. The shift is going to be design, develop, deploy. So this is how you actually, as a process, continually do it to eventually come on the backside. That's who you are. Last part, sustain, which is going to be drive, hive, and thrive. I like it. I Thank like you. it. And how do people get in touch with you? Or you want to? You got a website? Yeah. So or you go to uh, AnthonyTrucks.com at AnthonyTrucks on Instagram. Uh, and and you're a guy like you probably get it when you meet a challenge. Like you kind of get fired up a little bit. Like let right. me say that. So some people are go identities. I call it. Other people like it pops up like oh I, I procrastinate. I slow down. So it's slow and go identities. And so I have a quiz at slowergo.co. Um, you can figure out my slow or a go identity. There's also multiple levels to go identities, right? Some people are like. They're like like, like you know, Joe DeSantis, like a, a go, uh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, there's I people could, above yeah. him, if you want to call it that. And there's people, so there's multiple levels, but you got to see which side of the spectrum you fit on. So yeah. they can go to that quiz and figure it out. All right, beautiful. I look yeah. forward to. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been Thanks great. Thanks for having me, man. I All appreciate right. you. That was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, you know, you got to pay so much attention when Anthony's speaking because it's at first it's like catchphrases, but they're not. Like every single thing he talks about is so powerful, so. Uh, Exact. He's very precise. Succinct. Yeah. But, but and the thing that gets me is when I'm listening to him, I'm with him. I'm saying to myself, I don't believe he grew up the way he grew up. He's so on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You just yeah. you can't believe that somebody could pull themselves up by their bootstraps and get to where he's gotten. Yeah. Um, which is really a lesson for all of us. Like, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? There's no complaining, no saying, well, I didn't have this. Right. This guy had nothing. Yeah. And, and he's so present. Like yeah, what I loved about him and conversations I had with him in Tahoe He's really with you when he's with you. And exactly. that, that's such a powerful trait and such a compelling um, characteristic. Which is probably why we like him so much. So yeah. if you're out there and you're listening or watching this, um, be more present. I'm terrible at it. I need to do more of that. <laughs> yeah. But but it's true, right? Yeah. We would recommend him to anybody because, 100%. because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And getting into some of the, um, the, 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 the coaching meat. the coaching that he gave um he had broke i love that he broke everything down into threes and then he subsets of threes but the big three that he said you got to see shift and sustain and what i love about that is the first thing is you got to be honest about where you're at you got to see you have to actually really understand where you're at then you got to shift identify what that shift is going to be the gap the gap but then once you make that shift it hold does it. no good if you don't hold it hold and you don't on. have something in place to sustain it so you know you just look at um 
how powerful that is, how easy to understand it is, and to put that into play, what a difference it makes is incredible. Well, I think, I think for one, people, um, they don't really want to look in the mirror. Nope. Right? So, no, no. so the C part is yeah. hard. Uh, and then the shift. Yeah. Nope. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I'm told the number one motivator for a human being is avoiding discomfort. Yep. So, so shifting is uncomfortable. And then to sustain anything. like Hard work. It's hard work. Yeah. And I also loved when he talked about... Um, uh, that just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's negative. We're talking about negative feedback. He said, it's not negative feedback. Just because I don't like what somebody says doesn't mean it's negative. It can have a completely positive outcome and how important it is to be willing to take that constructive criticism from the people you respect. And, it, and he said that, uh, that so often we want the people we respect to say good things about us, just to say nice things about us. But how some of the best coaching is the hardest coaching. And, you know, he, he redefined tough love as love. He said, you know, we call it tough love because it sounds like we got to qualify it somehow. No, somebody giving you the truth is, is love. Because otherwise, why would they do it? Yeah, absolutely. Right? They'd have no time for it. Well, I got a story. Um, God, it's got to be 15, 18 years ago. I had a guy working on our trading desk. Uh, was living at home with his mom. Yep. Incredibly smart guy, but he hadn't, he hadn't made any money yet. Um, I think we were his second job. And I remember him saying to me, he sat me down, and he said, uh, look, I've done an analysis of where I am in my life. Uh, I took a whiteboard here and he showed me the whiteboard. This is where I want to be. Yep. I want to make $200 million. I'm going to give myself eight years to do it. Um, and, and I'm going to work backwards. And he showed me on the whiteboard on the things I have to do to yep. get here. And, um, and he literally showed me like nine, 10 steps. Yep. And I thought he was off his rocker. Like yeah. everybody wants to make $200 million. I, of course. Like, yeah. you know, and, but he was methodical about it. And, uh, and one of the things he said he had to do was he had to go work for uh, one of the top hedge funds. That was, that was his way uh, in one of these eight or nine steps. Literally in front of me over uh, probably a six-year period, he beat his time frame. Uh, he made $200 million and retired. Yeah. So look, that's not going to be the case with everybody. Yeah. But, but it shows you that um, if, you don't, if you don't have a uh, roadmap laid out, right on where you want to go or identify that gap between where you are and where you want to go. Um, you're not going to get there. Absolutely. How would you get there? Yeah. Yep. You, what we do is we stay in this circle yep. and we keep doing the same things and complaining about them. Right. Well, yeah. And it, he used that example of, um, that we're working with uh, bad software and it, it's like when you look at that little, uh, that little, um, uh, sand, sand dial, whatever it's called yep, yep. spinning yep. on the, uh, on the, the screen. That's where we are in life. We're just so frustrated because it's the just pinwheel, this, the pinwheel is just yeah. spinning, 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 as opposed to actually stopping, resetting, identifying, taking an assessment, yeah, putting together a plan. And, and, um, he, the value of a great coach like him is that they make you believe that you can do it and then they hold you to it. Right. I always say in my coaching that it's equal parts on um, strategy, accountability, and encouragement. So right. the strategy is identify that gap and put together a plan. Right. right? The accountability is, are you doing what you said you're going to do? Right. And then the encouragement is there are days when you don't think you can do it. And you know, somebody like Anthony grabs you and goes, Hey, you can do it. Remember we laid this out. There is a plan in place. Right. You just have to follow that plan. You said, absolutely. What we we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so having someone like him in your corner, I just can't imagine, um, how it couldn't just help you enormously. And by the way, if you can't get to him, uh, successful people are willing to help. You just got to ask. True story. And, and you got to be willing to do the work. Yep. Don't bother asking if you're not going to do the work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And with that, go do some burpees. There you go. <laughs> Joe's favorite kind of work. <laughs> that and go make $200 million. You got six years to do it. <laughs> or don't watch this anymore.